I got my nails done today. Oh, they look good. I like them. It's like a dark purple. It's like a dark purple. Yeah. Um, anyway. Hi, guys. Hello. We're, we're looking fabulous today. For anyone watching the video this time, sorry, not sorry. If y'all knew what I was doing the last two days, you would understand what I look like. If you can't love us at our worst, you can't love us at our best, right? Sure. Is that how that goes? Uh, I think it's if you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you that. Go. Yeah. There you go. What Jacqueline said. Um, all right. Let's just rip the bandit off. This this one, this episode is going to stink like a seven-day-old trash can. Um, there's no way to just tiptoe around it. So let's go. Let's go. I'm using my new SFA Alumni Association cup. Oh, I had my smoothie out of mine this morning. I'm obsessed with that cup. I love it. Is it dishwasher safe? Because I'm afraid that it's not. So I haven't put it in there yet. Um, pause. Well, doesn't say it underneath, but I bet if we went to www.sillypint.com, it would tell us. Because it doesn't say on the on the on the bottom yeah i love that cup so much okay i really want to i want to get these for the brewery but i know that they're probably like hella expensive but i feel like these would just be like especially for the summer so people could like take them to like the pool or the beach or something you know like even if it's something that we don't carry as like maybe it's just like a specialty cup that you can get yeah because i think they're so cool I know I love them because there's so many places you can't take glass stuff. Like exactly, exactly. So. And of course, yeah, we have cans you can take and stuff like that. But I think it'd be really cool if if we had like a you know a silicone pint glass too. And plus, also it, I mean, it's nice and insulated. It like will keep the beer you know colder longer. Yeah, I love it. So, mm -hmm. so first of all, this week in the weather. <laughs> Pray for Jacqueline. So I don't mind cold and I don't mind rain. I don't like them together. I don't enjoy it. It's not my fave. Uh, icy weather is not fun. Um, and it's been kind of wild up here in Tyler and even worse, like towards Dallas. But um, Alex and I and our car issues with trees. So this is why we know that we're like meant to be best friends forever because we have similar bad luck. <laughs> And the thing is, when, when she had her incident with the tree, it was literally like a month after I had had a wreck and total with my car, and then she had a wreck and total with her car. But um, luckily, my interaction with the tree, I was not in the car. I was not driving the car. Um, and the car did not get totaled. So all of those things were grand. All Thank God. But I was in the middle of watching this game. Literally, second half had just started, and my downstairs neighbor calls. And I hate, I hate these kind of calls. Like, if you're going to call me, Give me bad news. Just tell me what happened. Don't yeah. Are you home? And I'm like, yes. Okay, well, you should probably come outside. I'm like, just tell me what happened. And he's like, no, you should just come out here. And I'm like, no, oh, just God. tell me what happened, man. Right? Because I had heard a tree fall right before this, but I'd been hearing trees fall all day. And I finally stopped getting up and looking because if the roof didn't fall in and my electricity was on. I was like, well, didn't affect me. I'm not going to get up. Um, but apparently, literally the largest tree in our backyard fell directly across the carport, um, blocking my car in. But miraculously, the, the branches, the largest like branches and limbs of the tree and the part of the carport that collapsed was about this far from my back, back glass of my car. So the last two days, uh, I've been I've been spending hours outside with my landlord, <laughs> dragging off 
limbs that he has sawed off the tree. Yesterday was really fun since it was all still frozen. Um, but yeah, we finally got my car out today. Not a scratch on it. So, I mean, honestly, it's a miracle because when you sent me those pictures on this was uh, 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 Thursday night, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, I saw it and I was like, RIP, RIP Nissan Kicks. Because usually when trees hit carports like that, it's just not good. Like your car just, it's, it's going to be smooshed. But thank God it wasn't. I'm so happy that your car escaped without a scratch. Shockingly. I mean, again, the picture you sent, I was like, that looks not good at all. Well, the worst part was the first night. So only my car and my neighbor Cyrus's car were under the carport. And we very miraculously were able to wedge his out. Um, <clears throat> but mine, there was there was no wiggle room because... Even to back up this far, I would have been hitting the tree and the tin. And we were afraid if we touched anything, it would just all collapse in on us. Um, and I, I tried to reason out every possible scenario of getting it out. And then I was like, it's not possible. And you know what? I have car insurance. I have renter's insurance. If it, if it goes down, it goes down, but I'm, I'm not going to die in my carport in Tyler, Texas, because a tree fell on me. Right, right, exactly. Because you're, you're out there trying to get a tree off of your car. You know, cars can be replaced. Humans cannot. So I was I'm like, that, I'm not going to go out with some silly story like that, that I was trying to move my car and a tree fell on it. So. Right. You can go down in the blaze of gory. No, no. I, yeah. So. Again, glad glad the tree didn't do any damage to your car. Again, it's just so funny. Like, it's just ironic that we yeah. both have had tree and car issues. Just again, thankfully, that your car did not suffer any of the wrath of the tree or the carport. Yeah. It's got a lot of dirt and sawdust on it right now. But That's better than... That is literally it. There's yeah. No not even a scratch from any of the limbs. It's so great. I love it. I love it. Um, great, great, great story of uh, overcoming adversity coming from Tyler, Texas right now. Um, and I know you were obviously very, very, very paranoid about it, which I would have been too. I mean, when we had the ice storms down here, I was so paranoid about the same thing happening. Cause like, we'll just be sitting in the house and all of a sudden you just hear crash, 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 snap, break, crash. And I'm like, please don't hit me or the house or my car. Oh, and I usually don't get that stressed out with the weather stuff. But after I'd heard like 10 trees fall that I just ignored. And then one of them had almost crushed my car. I, I, I didn't sleep hardly at all that night because I'm laying there like, yeah, next, like, I don't know. There's like three other big trees that are dead right by the house. Um, but yeah, through, everything's thought out now. All good. Good, 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 good. Wonderful. I'm happy to hear that. Um, but while all of this was happening, another train wreck was occurring, just not in Texas, in New Mexico. I, uh, I don't want to talk about it, but we have to. So <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I would like to say before we start, I I did my taxes today, so I'm hoping that my refund gets here before. Oh, I lost Jacqueline. Oh, it's frozen. Okay, hold on. All right, she's gonna log out and come back in. But anyway, it's all good. She'll come back out. She'll go out and come back in. Um. So it'll just be me for a second. Hello. All right. So while we're waiting for her to come back in, um, let's just talk a little bit about the game on Wednesday. So obviously Wednesday, February 1st at the Pan American Center in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Um, as of right now, it's our last, it, that was our last game against New Mexico for the foreseeable future in basketball. Um, have no idea if we'll ever play them again. We may play them. 
um, in the WAC tournament. Maybe not, probably not, because who knows if they were gonna, even going to make it. Um, who knows? But it was a wild game. Her internet's messing up. I'm getting text messages from her. Her internet is trying to connect. Okay. It's all good. All right. While we're waiting for her, like I said, we'll just go over it. So going into this game, um, some background, two wins and one loss going into this game with New Mexico State. Uh, the last season we lost at home 72-58, which is actually the Heckler-Hayes reunion last year, but then we won on the road 73-71. So it kind of flip-flopped this year. So this year when they played here um, a few weeks ago, we beat them. And then when we went to Las Cruces this time, they beat us. Um, I just like, I mean, like New Mexico looked like a completely different team this time. I don't know what happened, what changed either we just looked horrible or they just something finally clicked for them. I don't know. Um, but yeah, when we played them at home this year, they just, it didn't look like much of anything. And then whenever we played them there, it just was a completely different team, just a completely different team. So moving forward, let me pull up the WAC standings. All right, so WAC current standings as of today, the 3rd of February, 2023. Uh, Utah Valley still sits at the top at 9-2. and two. We had Southern Utah at 8-2. and two. Then there is a three-way tie for third, Sam Houston, Seattle U, and us. Oh, is that Jacqueline? Do I have her back? She's back. So it might be very slow because I'm using my hotspot on my cell phone because I don't know what's what's going on with optimum internet, but it, it's not working. I don't know. I I we I've been having similar issues because like my Wi-Fi is like at the very minimum as well. So I I don't know what deal is with optimum as well. It's just weird. Um, all right. So while you were away, I, I covered the history and background, which there wasn't much, obviously, talking about how they, you know, uh, they beat us this time at home. Um, they beat us last time last year at home. And then we went on the road and then basically flip flopped this time where we beat them at home and then we lost on the road. Um, and then I was just about to do the whack standings. Perfect. Yes. Okay, so like I said, three-way tie for third with Sam Houston, Seattle U, and then us. Uh, Two-way tie for fourth with Grand Canyon and Tarleton at five and four. Then we have um, California Baptist at five and five, Abilene Christian four and six, UTA two and seven, UTRGV two and eight, same with Utah Tech, and then New Mexico State rounding out the bottom at one and nine. Just really, honestly excited for them to get that first win. Just hate that it was against us. Go ahead, Jacqueline, with the game notes for a, for a temper tantrum. Um, so we had same starters, Trell, Nana, AJ, Jalil, and Rati. Uh, we lost 73 to 67. Oh. Their recorded attendance was 5,107. It's not bad. Little programming note, Robbie was still not dressed out today, which we weren't, ex I mean, Wednesday, we weren't expecting him to be, but just a note. Yeah, we probably don't expect him to be for at least another few weeks, maybe. Just depends on what the status of his discs are in his back, honestly. I know, and at this point, all we have left is a few weeks, so. Exactly, and then we'll be at, we'll be at WAC conference journey, so. I don't know. Who knows? I know. Fingers crossed. All right. Uh, Sean Kennedy stat section. It's not going to be lovely, but it's not the worst. Um, our field goal percentage is 44.4. Oh, shit. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't do the the seating. I'm not, my bad. My bad. That that was that was all me. Um, which, again, it really doesn't matter at this point. Uh, pretty much not much has changed in the seating, and I don't foresee it to change a lot. Um, we're still at six and I honestly, unless something crazy and absolutely bonkers happens, I just don't see us moving up or even down. I mean, something crazy would have to happen for us to move down. 
um, because we're at six and we're at 1.28 points. And then Tarleton is at seven and they're at 0.29 points. So we would have to lose like an entire whole point for us to move down. So, you know what I mean? So I just have a feeling that we're just going to be stuck at six. Yeah, I don't think there's much. I don't think there's much wiggle room at all. Like I said, unless something absolutely bonkers, crazy happens the rest of the season where the five people ahead of us, like, just start dropping like flies. Um, I don't even think if Utah Valley and Sam Houston started dropping like flies that they would even move down a lot because, I mean, the only difference would be them switching places between first and second because there's like a four, a point zero four difference between them. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we need to come away these next two road games with wins. We need to win out. Win, 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 and maybe move up to number five. But then we'd have to have Grand Canyon, Seattle, U completely shit the bed. But, yeah, like I said, I don't really foresee us moving much just because we're just so, like, stagnant at that number six spot. And everybody else is – yeah, anyway. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Uh so our field goal percentage is 44.4, which really wasn't that far behind them. They, theirs was 47.5. Um, our three-point percentage was higher than theirs. Ours was 35.3. They had 28.6. Um, our mm-hmm. free throws also better than them. Not great, but 68.4. Theirs was at 56. Shocking. Um, where they did kill us was our points in the paint were only 26. They had 44. Oh, we had 13 points off turnovers. We had six second chance points. We had 13 fast break points. Um, we did outscore them on the bench points. We had 30. They only had 24. Um, they out rebounded us as well, which if you watched the game and you mm-hmm. have sight, saw that uh, we had 28 rebounds. They had 35. Um, we only had five offensive boards. Um, and 23 defensive. We had 23 fouls, um, 16 turnovers. They only had 13. Um, we had six steals and one block. Our game leader was Day-Day with, well, Day-Day and Trail both had 14 points. Day-Day also had seven rebounds, two assists, two steals. Trail had four rebounds, two assists, one steal. Um, and then we had Jalen with 11 points, two rebounds, three assists, one steal. Um, I will say after that, I mean, it was fairly well spread out. Rati had nine. None on AJ both had six. Um, Matt had five. Jalil had two. Um, Nigel and Derek didn't score at all, which is not like either of them. But anywho. I, I, um, that. Well, that'll be for the second part. Yeah. All right, rolling right in. Oh, player of the game. Player of the game. I'm, I mean, I'm giving it to Trell. I was going to say it's a toss-up between Dede and Trell because Trell's on fire um, with the Absolute threes. fire, yeah. Uh, and I mean, same same amount of points both ways. Dede had a little more on the other stats, but they, they both had a good game. And certainly considering that Dede even was able to come back in in the second half, which – I know. What a great point. Yeah, no. Um, I, yeah. Let, let's just roll right into the, the positives. Um, I guess there's probably not that many. Uh, other, Obviously, Day-Day. I mean, not, uh, Day-Day coming back into the game, big positive. I hate that he was not, you know, that he was, you know, hurt a little bit, but hopefully he just, everything was okay and he got some treatment and he went and he came back in and he's, he's feeling fine. Um Again, big positive for me was was Trell. Trell was on fire for me. And obviously, again, like Jacqueline said, if you had eyes, you saw that he was playing so well. Um, He was four for seven from the three-point line, five for nine total. Um, He had four rebounds. He had uh, two assists, one steal. The only thing he didn't have were any blocks. Um, And shockingly, he had no personal fouls. 
He was the only guy on the team to come away from this game with zero personal fouls. Don't know how. Don't know how, why, how. I don't know, but that's what happened. Um, but, yeah, Trill was on fire with those threes. He kept us in the game, him and Day-Day both. Um, I, it's hard to have anything bad to say about Trill. You know what I mean? The He didn't have any free throws at all, so there's nothing negative to say there. Um, the only thing would be like, oh, I wish he would have made all seven of his three-pointers, but he didn't. But still, four out of seven's pretty freaking good. It was good. Um, yeah. Okay, hold on. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, other thing, Trell's on fire. And he, I mean, he had a great, really hot start at the beginning of the game with with a three and then a two almost immediately. I, I will say, so, I mean, their announcers were mm. – um, they were good. They were definitely partial, um, a little biased. But they did give a few really good, like – tidbits of background stuff on us on various things and one of one of the things that I appreciated they said so they did highlight and say that that we as they have the top field goal percentage right now in our conference we have um, the most opponent turnovers in the conference and trails leading the conference in three-point percentage well those are good to know so they named off all that. So I was glad they said that. And then they did like at a later point in the second half, they talked a little bit about um, Nana and his dad being a department head at SFA and all that stuff and had some kind words. So that was nice, but they did. Um, they did. I, will, I will give them that. I will, I will yeah. give, give them that. Speaking of, speaking of Nana, he was hundred percent on his free throws. Uh, two out of four of his field goals. He had a rebound but I have more to say about that. Um, he had a block, so six points total. Um, I'll wait till we get to the grievances, talk more about that. But um, let's talk about Day-Day. Let's talk about Day-Day. I can't with him. Like, I need him to not injure himself more. It's so stressful for me to watch him play, but I love watching him play. I know I agree, and I, I have I have a grievance on that, and it's not against Day Day, but just the situation in general. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure you do because I do as well, but I'm sure you and I have the same grievance. Um, but but I just I love Day Day's his his again. We've said this every single time, every single game. His his heads up, his court presence is is absolutely nuts. Um, he has such an old school style of playing that, I mean, anything, anytime he has the ball, it's going to be some crazy shot, going to be some, just some beautiful, beautiful basketball that you're watching five to 10 of his field goals. Um, he was almost hundred percent on the free throws. He had seven rebounds, um, mo- pretty much all of them defensive, one offensive. Um, he pretty much had every stat minus the blocks, uh, two steals, he had two assists, and he only had two personal fouls. Again, shockingly, there. Um, just I, I love the way that Day plays. Another person um, I want to mention is uh, JJP. He had the third most points. He had um, eleven points. He had one steal. He had uh, three assists. He had two rebounds. He was one hundred percent on his free throws. Four four. He had a three pointer in there that was just wow, beautiful. Um, three of five on his field goals. He played for 17 minutes total um, and kicking butt, kicking butt. Love watching JJP get some good quality minutes in. Me too. Yeah, he did play really well. He had a few outside shots that were really close that didn't go in that were bummers, but right. otherwise he did He did play really well. He did. He, oh, love it. I really do. Um Let's see here. He also took a really nice charge, and then he went down the court. Um, when he went down the court, sorry, he had a he had a beautiful charge towards the end of the game. Um, let's see what else. Nana had a nice slam dunk. Love to see it. Love to see the passion and fire from Nana. Me too. And I did put down, even though Jalil only scored two points. It was a nice slam as well. It was very true. Very good point. <laughs> Love it. Yes. 
more, but. Right. Want to see more. Uh, what else do you have positive side? You know, I really didn't make very many positive notes and I don't, I don't mean that ugly towards them. It just, I know we, we, had, we had good moments, but then, then after my whole catastrophe and half time, and then it was like, I knew we lost before I had finished watching it. So I was like, yeah, I know, but it's, it's hard. It's hard when we have, when we play the way that we played and then we end up losing the game. It's, it's yeah, there are going to be sparks and moments of positive stuff, but it's just hard to find them too. Cause it's just like, you're so frustrated because you know that they can play so much better than what they did. Yeah. And we had already beat them once. So we go, we go into this game thinking, and that is obviously where we went wrong. And it was a total trap game for us, man. Total trap game. I'm not happy that their first win in contest was the best. Like it took yeah. them 10 tries to get a win, but they sure as shit were going to get it against us. I know. I know. And I was just, you know, first of all, I was mad that not mad, but I was just, I was, I was, irritated because I had to watch the first half of the game at trivia and I had to do it on mute. So I'm literally sitting at trivia at Napoli's watching the game on my cell phone, trying to like play trivia and like listen to the questions, but then also like watch the game on my phone. And so literally for the first whole first half, I'm like screaming at my phone and trying to like, keep it down. Like rebound the ball! and I'm at trivia and, and, and I kept getting stares and I'm like, holding up my phone. It's the game. Calm down. Like, get, just shut. Give me a break here. It's like, y'all all know what I do. Y'all all know what I do. Um, I will say I, I really did enjoy listening to the one announcer, Adam Young, the other guy, meh, but um, Adam Young, I think he's a great announcer. And so I, I, I enjoyed listening to him, but um, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's just go straight into the. No, no, just, no. I was going to say, I think the, oh, other, you do? Okay. well, I think the other one, I was just going to comment on that. And then I had a funny note. Um, he was a former assistant He's a head coach. coach. So yeah, obviously he was going to be biased. Um, and then that's what I wrote. That's what I wrote down. I was like, I understand that he's a past coach. Like I get it. But at the same time, like, is that truly the better, the best choice for what should be a pretty, general ESPN plus crew. You know what I mean? Like when you choose your ESPN announcers, like obviously, yeah. Having someone like that on color is probably really cool for the fans, but of New Mexico state, but for other teams watching it, like it's literally just a New Mexico state, like for lack of a better term, dick sucking fest. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me tell the funny note. I forgot because I forgot to tell you this and it's, I'll mention it now. Mm-hmm. Since it's, um, wait, let me make sure I got the right. Hey, Scotty. He's like, hi. Um, okay. So y'all know my method. When I watch it live, I listen to Rob since that feed on the Q107 app, you can only listen to live. Then when I watch it back, I listen to their commentators. Um, but of course I only got to listen to Rob for the first half because the second half I was out trying to figure out my car. Um, anyhow, uh, when they were announcing their starters, he's like, they have one starter, um, today who didn't play, uh, whenever they played us at home, he's only playing home games this season. And he was like, I think you can probably figure out why, or you can look it up on the internet. Damn. <laughs> I was like, Rob just burned this. Holy shit balls. Oh my God, dude. That's so funny. Oh my God. I, mm, mm, mm. It's not even totally the one situation that you're thinking it is. Cause you know, I immediately went, Anyway, so that's good. Okay. They got, they got all kinds of, they got a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. He he was one of their more to the top leading scorers. I mean, he started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's funny that Rob said that. 
I agree. I agree. Okay, moving on to the grievances. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about them. You. All so right. My very, my very first one's just more of a programming note um, that I saw from watching it. So before it started, they had a little like pop-up box on the screen that said keys to the game. Number two was shut down Latrell Johnson. Yep. I, yep. Literally within minutes of the game starting, I get a DM from one of our, from one of my friends from the brewery who goes to the games with her husband. Literally. She said they need to shut down Latrell dot, dot, dot Johnson, LOL. And she sends me the screen grab. Yep. Nope. Wrong way. Wrong. I do this every no, time. I did, I did it too. Apparently they had it up there for a while. Cause they I got, did. And I couldn't do a screenshot cause I was watching it on my phone. Yeah. Well, and so I, I'm like, I am so pissed off, but then they had it right. Whenever they did the intros. Yeah. Obviously a different person was doing the graphics who. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I can't. Um, so yeah, uh, so I'll do a programming note as well. Like I said, I enjoyed listening to Adam. I think he did a great job. It's just, again, having a past head coach or coach or whoever it was on the color commentary side, it literally just the whole time is just, just all about New Mexico state and like all about them, all about them, all about them. And again, I get it. Like, it's their ESPN plus announcers, whoever they want to pick. But I just think that it would be a little bit more entertaining for everyone watching when it's a little bit more down the middle, not saying that our guys are perfect, not saying that anybody's is perfect, but like, it's just, it's really hard to watch a game on ESPN plus and listen to their announcers when literally the entire time it is just so one-sided and it's all about it's all about New Mexico. Oh man, that shouldn't have been a foul on New Mexico. Oh man, SFA should have got a foul there. Oh man, that's the right call. Oh man, SFA did this wrong. New Mexico does nothing wrong. I'm like, my God. Yeah, it was a little. I don't even mind so much them giving more of their background. That doesn't bother me as much. That but, doesn't bother me. But the bias on the calls, and I got mm -hmm. two. I got two bones to pick on that. One of them is when their two players literally jumped on Trell <clears throat> and started all of this. Mm -hmm. And then Trell's going to get up and he was saying something. I would have said something too. I would have said something. The ref, I mean, the refs, the, uh, the announcers are literally like, oh, he was chirping at the bench when he was walking back over there, like acting like they were completely just so confused about what had happened. And I'm like, yeah, two of your players jumped on him. And then as he was getting up and they were all talking, yeah, when he walked back past their bench, yeah, he was talking. But like, don't act like it just came out of the blue and there's no absolute reason why he's Yeah, like, that it was just totally unprompted and he just wanted to start shit. I'm sorry, like, I will be, I will fight for my boy Trell. He's not a guy to just start shit for no reason. Like, and then Keller was coming out yelling at the, cause I, I guess maybe he had called a timeout. I can't remember, but there was a timeout called. Um, and the commentators are like, Oh, well, I, I think Keller's coming out to say something on our bench. And I'm like, why would he be going to talk to your bench? And then they're like, oh, he's complaining at the refs, I guess, because of the, the no call. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. It's because of the no call. Like, what do you think he's getting mad about? Yeah. He's getting mad that they didn't blow their whistle when two players were jumping on top of him and a fight almost broke out. That's why he's yelling at the refs. He's He doesn't care about talking to y'all's bench. Exactly. Exactly. That, that irritated me, too, because I'm just sitting here like, come on, guys. Like, that's an obvious that that's obvious there. Like, I don't know why you're sitting there all confused about the call or about what's happening currently in front of you. Like you're physically there. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. It's because they didn't want to admit that their dudes were starting it. 
the Rev said I had to watch without sound because the commentators couldn't say Aggie right. They were hot garbage. How are they saying Aggie? I guess I wasn't paying attention to that. I wasn't paying attention either because I turned after after I got home after trivia, I literally turned it down as low as I could because I just didn't want to hear it anymore. I just didn't want to hear it. And I don't know how they were saying Aggie. Were were they I, I don't I don't know. So I need I need Rev to give a pronunciation. Um, what was the second call? My other one was at the very end, we're mm -hmm. down 67, 63. This is the time that you foul mm -hmm. you know, for all these people who do it when they shouldn't do it. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to go for the easy foul. And Rati did just literally the textbook, I'm trying to foul you, like just kind of up and grab, you know, like just to get hands on him to get a foul. And then the commentators are going to say, oh, well, he got shoved in the back by where that could have been an intentional. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, it was literally the just the most textbook. I am trying to foul you to stop the clock. Let me, while you're running away, grab you. Go back and watch it. It was like, eggy. Oh, okay. Eggy. Yeah. He can't, he can't even do it no. right. No, I mean, okay, all right, go back and watch. Hey, I'm not gonna go back and watch it because I don't want to watch that train wreck again. Um, but I believe you, and it makes sense. They're all, they're New Mexico people. They probably say a lot of shit wrong. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest. I couldn't believe they're acting like that could have been an intentional foul and row. I'm like, that was literally textbook. Like, I'm just trying to stop the clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So dumb. Yeah. Did not I mean, so stupid. Another thing too, I mean, oh, I, I, I the, the couple missed calls on, especially on pulling Nana's jersey um, down in the down in the paint again. I don't know why it's so difficult. Hmm? Why do they let this happen every game? Absolutely. I don't know. It, it's pretty obvious. Like Nana's a pretty tall guy. Like I feel, I feel like it would be pretty obvious when his jersey is being grabbed by someone and they're standing there right in front of the ref. Like you would think that they would notice it more because he's right there, but they're just not. And I don't get it. Um, finally, they got a call and, and, and gave the foul on pulling of Nana's jersey, but it happened pretty much throughout the entire team or entire game. And then Dustin with the fucking. I can't even, I can't even say it. I do think it is time for them to reevaluate their logo that's just two crossed guns like this. Might be time. Awkward. <clears throat> get rid of it. Yeah. Um, man, our, our rebounding was abhorrent. Just... You would think, you would think, statistically speaking, and that having multiple guys over six feet, that someone would get an offensive rebound, or I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. Even just by a mistake, even just by happenstance, that a ball would fall into their hands, you would think that just one time they would get an offensive rebound. The, the offensive rebounding is non-existent i wish y'all could hear how loudly he is purring right now it's insane <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i just what that was insane. like i just don't get it oh um Okay, let me see what else. Okay, so just a general note. I, I feel like a lot of possessions, we were just rushing way too much on offense. I agree. And I don't like I don't like that. I don't think I mean listen, their defense was good, but I don't think it was good enough to make us that unsettled on offense. Like move the ball around, try to do something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was just just watching it. I mean just taking very low percentage shots. Like I feel like a lot of times when we get behind in games like this, where we are rushing and we start 
you know, just taking really bad percentage shots, like just trying to do too much too quickly, um, you know, desperation type shooting. And, and yeah, I felt like we were doing that from the beginning, from the beginning. and it wasn't even necessary yet. And it, it, that, that was very frustrating, very, very frustrating. Um, you know, our, our defense wasn't great either. We just could not stop their offense to save our lives. Um, no. And I made, I made the note before I even looked at how many points in the paint they had. We let them score way too easy in the lane. Way, way too easy. And that's the thing, though, too. I feel like every time we did try to have some sort of defense in the paint in the lane, we got a call. Every, almost every play when they brought it in, into the lane and brought it up to the bucket, we got a call. And that was, and that's frustrating. And I, I get that. So it's almost like you become, you become scared to, to even play defense in the lane and in the paint because every, like every time I'm in there, I'm going to get called. Yeah. And that sucks. But there was a lot where it was like, not even contested. We were oh, like, completely. You know, I brought up the whole JJP taking the huge charge. Great defensive moment. But then we go down the court and immediately JJP has an offensive foul. Exactly. I was like, it's like you you cancel out that amazing play on defense with a sh- equally shitty play on offense. And then immediately they go down the court and lob it in and then got a foul. And then had, you know, and then obviously we're able to shoot for two, two shots. Because they were in the bonus, uh, you know, it, it's just very unfortunate that the Aggies had to find their groove versus us. And I, I again, proud of them for getting the first W of the conference, but absolutely want to murder someone. Lack of a better term, probably shouldn't say that because we're talking about the Aggies. Whatever, I don't care. Um, that it was versus us, like. And you know what? If that's, if that's their only conference win. We're still never going to hear the end of it. Pissed. Oh, of course not. Because that's my thing. And and I brought this up on Twitter, and I don't really give a shit if any of the Aggies got butthurt because of this, but I'm just like, listen, the whole conference season, you guys, Aggies fans, have been just absolutely tearing your team a new one. You've been pissed. You've been crying and complaining that you haven't won a whole conference game. And then as soon as you win – you're back on this bandwagon, baby, and 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 singing the team's praises and saying, "Oh my God, we're back! Oh my God, I, oh yeah, here we go! Woo, let's go, Aggies! What a great game! I love my team!" Blah blah blah. That is a absolute textbook definition of a Fairweather fan, yeah. and it pisses me off. And I don't care. I literally care zero percent. Negative, negative percent. Um, if it if that irritated you, aka to the Aggie fan, I really don't care. Like I got one res- one one uh, response to it, and it said like, "What or huh?" I'm like, "Yeah, not all Aggie fans are doing this, but the majority of you on here were bitching and complaining the whole time. Oh, we're just not used to this. We're just not used to losing. Well, shit. Welcome to life, babe. You can't win every game." I hate when people say that. I'm like, just because you have one good player last year doesn't mean that you've like never lost a game. Like they're acting like they're the Yankees or something. Like, I mean. Wow. Tragic. Tragedy. We're just not used to losing. <laughs> okay. Get used to it, baby. Because when you move up, <laughs> when you move up, guess who's going to be losing a lot? Just saying. You're going to be playing with some teams that might be way out of your league. And you're going to struggle. This should be interesting. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. So rebounding, dog shit, taking bad percentage shots, just totally just rushing it, like Jacqueline said. Um, Yeah. Some possessions were like – I don't think anybody was paying attention. Like, it was in the first half, literally probably the sloppiest possession of basketball I've ever seen us play ever. Before we even get it to half court, it almost got stolen. I can't remember who had it. Then I think JJP had it, almost got stolen. Then he passed it to Day-Day 
almost goes out of bounds. He gets it, passes it to JJP. It goes out of bounds. I'm like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Just not paying attention. Just rushing, rushing, rushing for no reason. Like the game is just beginning. We don't, what are you, why? Calm down. You control the pace of the game, home or away. You should take control and you control the pace. Don't let anyone else control the pace because if you do, then they will walk all over you, baby. They could be 0-20. Doesn't matter. You know, and I, I give it to the Aggies. They have a, they do have a very talented team. They're young, but they are talented. They just haven't gotten their shit together. But we knew as soon as they did that it would be fine. Just hate it that it was against us. Yeah. They had their shit together and we didn't have nothing. Um, not yeah. us foul trouble, obviously, was not helpful. Um, and they, their announcers continuously talking about what a small lineup we had in the game. And I'm like, yeah, we got two post players. And one of them, I mean, we got two post players who were the size of a post player. Because obviously, J.J. great, excellently. But it's not even where he should be, um, size-wise. Uh, I was like, yeah, two dudes who were over 6'5". And one of them's got three fouls. So, what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, I will say they did give they did give Day Day props. They're like he's the shortest post in the league, or something. Like they're like he's there. He's the sh- the smallest seven foot post in the league, or some some kind of comment like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're right. He's a six foot something or other, and he's playing like a seven foot <laughs> seven foot post, you know. But it, it could it, when he's healthy, he's disgustingly dangerous. When he's even at even at seventy five percent, he's dangerous. I don't know. On on that note is is my grievance, and it's Go ahead. it's just me being upset about the situation. It's not a grievance that day, but y'all know I've mentioned the last like two games that he's been missing shots that he doesn't normally, mm-hmm. and that's how he started out the game last night. And then right before half, when when he took that foul and his arm, his arm got like bent back at an odd angle and he came down on the shoulder. I just don't have a good feeling about it because he has been playing through that injury and you can tell that he's hurting and that's why he has not been making all the shots that he normally makes. And I am very concerned that we are running out of time for him to play on that injured shoulder. It's a really good point. It is worrisome. It is worrisome. I think we've been worried about it all season. And then that right there during the game just kind of solidified the fact that he is not 100%. He is not playing on a 100% shoulder. And at any point in time, he could get fouled hard or he could fall off of a in uh, off of a layup or something coming in too hard and we're boned. Yeah, and I mean more than that, I'm I'm worried about him hurting and playing through pain and hurting himself worse. Like I don't I don't want him to make an injury any worse than it is, but it it seems to me that it is starting to bother him more than it even already was. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I, I I honestly think, and I know that this is probably not the best time for it, but I almost think he needs to probably like take a day, take it, take a game and not go in. I don't know. It's not, it's not on this road trip, um, but maybe when we play UTA or, uh, I don't know. Like, that's hard to say because you know if you ask Day Day to sit down and not play, he's going to be fucking pissed. Like, he's, he, he, he's going to be like, no, I'm going in. Like, get me into this game. Because he's mad every time he gets pulled out. I know. I know. It's and bright. so to ask him to sit out for an entire game is a big ask. But, I mean, I'm almost to the point where maybe he does need to take a day. I know. But- I, everyone cross your fingers because uh, I know it's it's tough, but I, I hope he... Everybody light a prayer candle for Day Day's shoulder. 
Because I sure don't want him to get hurt worse than he already is. I'm going to start bringing my rosary to the games. <laughs> I mean, we need all we can at this point for real. Um, I'm going to start bringing my rosary and start praying to the basketball patron saint. If there is one. If there's not, we're going to pick one. Oh, yeah, we can pick one. Well, I'll think about it. I'll think of who it should be. Text Jose, um, ask him who, who the patron saint of uh, basketball should be. You know what? <laughs> He's in tight with those saints and stuff. You know, he, make, he makes money and makes move for the Catholic Lord, you know. Listen, so on that note, he was checking in on me when I didn't have my car. I got to read this because it's so funny. He was checking in on me because I didn't have my car. And he said, um, do you have enough food? And wine. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm prepped. And my neighbor offered to get me anything I needed. Got wine, too. And he said, because remember, he used to work for the Archdiocese of, uh, or the Diocese of Tyler or whatever. Um, and the one of the priests here is named Father Paul, the one that he was close with. And he said, because mm -hmm. I could ask Father Paul to bring you wine from the church reserves. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's good. Uh, I was like, that would be some VIP treatment if the if the priest brought me some wine. That would but, be uh, some hella. That would be some like divine intervention. It would be. That'd be fantastic. I'm in. I might have taken my bonnet. Um, <laughs> okay, so my I think my only other referee complaint besides them not calling something when those dudes jumped on trail. And by the way, I should have mentioned this other one first because I feel this one was the precursor to that one heating up is right before halftime, whenever two of them went for him at the same time to try to steal and knocked him down and they did a no call. It's also true. Very good point. Very so good had point. They something there, or had they called something the second time, None of the chirping would have happened, but I yeah. Guess. Hey, Dylan. Dylan, where you been, man? I know we've missed you. You need to come and see us either at the Heckler reunion or at our tailgate that I just sent you an invite for like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think that's all the... Okay. Um, one last... I don't know if it's a grievance or just a programming note or it's just really freaking funny. Um, oh man, hold on. I may need, here you, you, uh, I might need to pull it up and show it. Cause I think it's actually just kind of funny. Um, the video that SFA men's basketball posted to earlier yesterday or last night with oh, the boy dancing. Yes. I saw that. I did. Love I might've lost my shit. That was, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it on the, I'm going to, I'm going to put my, I'm going to present the tab. Hold on. You never know what could happen at twilight practice. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Hold on. Here we go. One second. All right. Here we go. Present. Share screen. Is it up there? There it is. Okay. Yeah, maximize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or as Jack would say, embiggen it. Okay, can, is it pretty big? Okay, there. All right, here we go. Start over. It's like a child dancing in the background. with the hood down. I know. I was like, what is he doing? Is he like, fuck, is he just trying to be like, 
I don't know, like Lord, like the Sith Lord or something. I don't know what this move was. I don't know. I I don't know. But now I want to watch this other video that they just posted. Hold on. But I don't. Well, I don't know what he's doing. Oh, that was the fun. Yeah, was what the hell? Him. What the hell? Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I just went to. There we go. seen that one yet that one's hilarious i'm dying that. maybe we should put cody down there at the post i mean throw him in there i saw listen i saw this article the other day or last night maybe uh it was this high school in virginia i think their one of their assistant coaches she suited up and played in one of the high school games posing what? as a player what? Yeah, I I was like, how old was she that like no one noticed that she wasn't really one of the but yeah, like they I mean they obviously got caught later, but she suited up and played. That's wild. Okay, yeah. wild. All right, all right, all right. So to wrap things up here, because we're about four minutes before we hit an hour, what is one word to describe mm. this game? cluster you can fill in the rest just because overall like it wasn't that bad of a showing we didn't lose terribly but like we just had so many opportunities to win that game so many um and just couldn't couldn't get anything together oh man yeah i was gonna say like discombobulated because great one yeah it was it's it was just a just we couldn't find a rhythm offensively or defensively um just couldn't it, it just wasn't our typical game and again frustrating for all of us fans and people that know them and watch them and follow them enough that we know that that game is not a you know representation of what we can do as a basketball team and as a program so that was it's just that's just it's just frustrating like again we can we can pick apart all the things that they did good or did wrong but at the, at the end of the day it's just that wasn't our typical game it wasn't our typical play program uh, game plan rather you know it, it was just rough it was just rough it's just rough to watch knowing what they can do you know so Totally. Anyway, all right. So to wrap things up, do our normal uh, wrap up here. We talk about things coming up. Obviously, the next game is going to be at GCU, which is going to be tomorrow night. Uh, I believe what seven or eight? Seven. Seven. Um, another ESPN Plus game. I'm assuming um, at GCU, which is in Phoenix. And um, yeah, I'm hoping. I'm. I'm. Ner this is our first time playing at GCU. Nervous, yeah. Nervous because we we know how rowdy those those uh, students get and how packed that place gets. So let us hope. Uh, so Matt Atkins is going to that game tomorrow. Oh, he is. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, uh, we're jealous in his pics and videos. When did he, did he did he text you or did you mess it or when did he say that? Yeah, he told me the other day we were texting about something else, and he said he was going. Oh, okay. Nice. All right, cool. Well, then, yeah, I hope. Mm. 
he might be the only one in the stands, him and Chauncey. <laughs> I know. I can't, well, I can't remember. Hold on. I asked him if Tiffany and the kids were going, but I think he said it was just him. Mm, okay. Gotcha. But yeah, I was like, what we should try to make one their next season because I've definitely been wanting to go to one. Yeah, I definitely want to go to at least one out-of-state conference game if it's not there or Utah because Utah is crazy pretty. I would love to go there and see a game or to the GCU game for sure, whichever because, I would, I, yeah, I think that w- those would be two really cool uh, road trips. Um, and I would, I would, I would love to visit either of those, uh, states for longer than just driving through. Um, okay. So a couple reminders, obviously coming up, we have the Heckler Hayes reunion, which is on the weekend of February 18th. Uh, please, 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 please. If you are able to come to this game, please buy the tickets for this game in our section. If you already have season tickets, um, you can easily, share or send your tickets, your season tickets to somebody else. And you can come and sit with us for $5, $5 in the reserved Heckler Hayes slash alumni game reunion game section. Um, dollar beers, um, tailgate prior with the alumni association. They're providing food. They're providing drinks. They're providing all the cool stuff. Um, so it's going to be a really fun time. And I, I just couldn't, even imagine if you have nothing else to do that game or that weekend, why you wouldn't be in Nacogdoches, Texas at William R. Johnson Coliseum watching the Lumberjacks play UTA. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I just don't, it's $5 for God's sakes. I don't get it. Um, But yeah, so like I said, dedicated section for us. Uh, discounted beer while we're inside for only a dollar, um, discounted prices for food, food vouchers, the pregame tailgate. Um, we'll have Fredonia purple lights there. We'll have, um, you know, stuffed given by or donated by RNK from the alumni association, all that stuff. So please, 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 if you can attend that game, February 18th weekend, please do please, 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 please. Uh, other reminder is the Sunday Fun Day tailgate that Jacqueline and I are are planning getting together. Um, kind of the main reason why we're starting this, uh, we're starting, we're planning this tailgate is this is the uh, special guest tailgate that we put into our alumni auction for the homecoming auction last year, and the guy that won it is Richard Boyer. He's a former SFA regent. Uh, He's obviously an SFA alum, and he's also the current mayor of the colony. So this tailgate is for him. Um, But so he's, well, he's like the guest of honor, the special guest, but it's also for everybody else. You don't have to be an alumni. You could be a student. You could be just a fan. It doesn't matter. Um, We'll have food provided by Ted Smith State Farm for the first 50 people. Him and Jimmy Mize are going to be out there cooking. Um, they haven't decided what they're cooking yet. He has a whole month, uh, to decide, but most likely some sort of barbecue or crawfish or something like that. Um, so free food provided by Ted Smith State Farm and Jimmy, uh, free adult beverages also provided by SV alumni and RNK, uh, Fredonia Brewery will have some drinks out there too. Um, and then of course, uh, tailgate will begin at two and then the actual, uh, game starts at six and that is a Sunday fun day game starts at six o'clock on Sunday. So go to church, go home change and then come out to the game. You got time to go to church, go have lunch, take a little nappy, show up. Exactly. Exactly. Everything you need. Boom. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Sean Kennedy our Sean Kennedy stat section, uh, he'll be out there with his entire tailgate set up. I told him noon. So to get all of his stuff set up, but um, if he needs time to uh, get back from church, you know, he, he may not be there till one or so. But again, I'd like to get out there a little bit before two and start setting up stuff and, and get out there and, and have a little bit of time to get everything ready to go by the time the official time starts at 12. So or uh, two. Sorry. Um, but yeah, excited for that. So if you can come out for the Sunday fun day game, local alums, uh, if you're coming in for for anything else, come to that game. I mean, it'll be over by eight so that you can easily hop in the car and go back to Houston or Dallas and go to bed and be ready for work the next day. So um, 
Easy. Done. Check. Ding. Done. Um, okay. So obviously, as per usual, please, please, please make sure you're following us on all social media. YouTube, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. You can watch all of our can watch all of our shows and everything, all of our live podcast. I cannot with your cat, dude. It I is so because he is literally staring right at my hair. Like, what are you doing? God, What's God. going on up there? Ridiculous. Um, yeah. So we will see you guys hopefully on either one of those days or both if you can. Um, and then as per usual, support both Perdonia Brewery by Purple Lights that helps support SF Athletics. Um, join Purple Lights Fund because, of course, that's a big supporter of SFA Athletics. And purchase your My Plates by going to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. Easy, fun way to support your lumberjacks and get a really badass license plate for your for your whip. Do they still call it a whip? I don't know. I mean, we can. I mean, I'm going to call it that, but here we are. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's all the reminders. Don't forget, guys, tune into the Lumberjacks basketball game on ESPN U, not U, ESPN Plus tomorrow, 7 o'clock, playing GCU. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Need to come away with some wins here on the on these road games here. Please and thank you. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right, guys, have a wonderful night. Stay warm. Dallas, Fort Worth area. Hopefully you're thawing out up there. And we will talk to you guys later. Have a good night. Adios. Bro.